Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Hello, Clitorati. Hello. <laughs> Today we're going to have a very distinguished episode. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. Tea. <laughs> I feel like it's high tea right it's now. It's high tea right now. No, um, today we have a very special episode. So for season four, we have brought on an incredible co-star with us, Miss Grace from Australia. G'day, mate. <laughs> and um, Grace is somebody that actually all of the Click crew have known for many years, and she's one of our favorite humans, and an avid listener of Clip Talk. So it was kind of a no-brainer when we were looking to bring in um, some fresh, hot blonde to the cast. Fresh, <laughs> um, hot blonde. Some straight fresh, hot blonde. <laughs> uh, no, but really and truly, Grace is one of those people that gold just drops out of her mouth, and we're so excited to have her here. She's an incredible woman, a, uh, a powerful leader, and talk about manifestation. I have never seen someone fucking manifest like this woman in my life. <laughs> it's insane. And she's somebody that I admire and look up to. And um, I'm just so honored and so excited to have you here on Clit Talk. And today, we're actually going to just t- have this whole little mini-sode. I really want our listeners to get to know you and hear your story. Cool. Um, because I think you're in a really poignant point in your life. And the fact that you're willing to be vulnerable and share that, I think is going to make a difference for a lot of people. Um, so I'd love for you to just say a little bit about who you are and then let's jump in. You know what we want to talk about. I'm like, oh my gosh. Hashtag sex 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Thank the perfect you. season for me to join. And yes, long time listener, first time uh, contributor in, in the chair, which I'm grateful for the opportunity because it's been uh, an educational experience listening to you guys and knowing you guys and loving you guys and hearing the transformation that's happened in your life and kind of participating from this uh, outward area. So like I read Pussy or Reclamation, changed my life, loved it. When you got Regina Thomas shower on that final episode of season one, I was like, oh my God, my God. You know, like, <laughs> so I feel like I'm part of the crew, even though this is, you know, my first um, episode here. So who I am, who I am, who I am, who I am. Wow. Like lots is the answer. Um, most importantly, mother to three beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in various stages of their lives and and being phenomenal. How old are they? They are 14, nearly 10, like next month. So it would be wrong of me to rob her of that. Um, <laughs> and eight next Aww. April. So we're, and, we're fully in the thick of it. <laughs> and, and if people can't tell by now, you're originally from Australia. I am. I'm originally <laughs> from Australia. From um, My dad was in the military, so a little bit all over down, the, all over down under. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Which God, is kind go. of how I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we came here about uh, nine years ago um, with a paddleboard company. And I have been in various roles ever since then. I am passionate about telling entrepreneurial business stories. And to me, Clit Talk is an entrepreneurial exercise. So I was interested in it from the get-go. Mm. Um, 
it's important that important conversations happen wherever they're needed to be happened. And and personally, um, always been a huge fan of sex. And <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, the Aussies are more free spirited about sex than Americans. So like, yeah, we're a little less um, oppressed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. Australia has its Australia has its issues as well, and you know, there's always room for expansion. But I think, yeah, Australia and Europe seem to have a little bit more of an open dialogue about. Sex. I, re- I remember my parents in the car with me when I was probably five or six, and they were like, "Did you tell Bianca about sex?" And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." You know, so I like don't remember a point where I don't remember knowing about it, where I don't remember, you know, like playing a weird Superman game in my bed, like when I was masturbating when I was like really small. You know, like <laughs> so it's been a a big portion of my life, like different experimental periods in my early 20s. You know, I'm, this year has been transformative. I'm coming out of a 16-year-long marriage, um, Mm. which is a big shift, I would say, if you want to talk about like manifesting lives of dreams and all the things that come along with that. And, And peacefully coming out of that marriage of 16 years, I would, I would like to preface because uh, my partner in crime in that area and amazing father to our beautiful girls is um, still like one of my best friends and most powerful co-creators um, despite the circumstances that sort of show up around that you know still one of my favorite people to have a beer with and mm. always will be I can't That's imagine make a time. It so much harder it it doesn't it doesn't um if we want to dive straight in there, I think the interesting thing for those people who have been in long-term relationships or who are looking at long-term relationships is like really honoring like what your promise is to each other. So when we got married, we promised each other like an adventurous life, a soft place to land and an ice pack in the freezer or something like that. Cause we've always <laughs> been a little bit like rough and tumble about everything. And over the years, like you can feel like different periods, good, bad, kids, the whole thing weaves in, but, you know, the last few years I've really felt like a distance in like where we're heading and where we're driving towards and what we're after and what we're interested in, Um, which has caused a lot of like pain, you know, like when you're separate from the person that you're supposed to be closest Mm -hmm. to, for me in particular. And there's like a conversation of like loyalty inside a marriage and monogamy and like just get through it and it's not all bad and it's not all good and that's what you're to expect. And um, But I think like if there's one thing that he and I really have stood for for each other is uh, the life of our dreams, right? And I think we both realised that that was not going to be together, you know. Wow. Um, which is something to have that conversation yeah. in the first place Dude. to actually know what your dreams are individually <laughs> And to have a conversation to know that they're yeah. not going to link up and then to really decide that you can't link them up. Yeah. Like, it's like all those layers. It, it's more than and just look, an me, afternoon And let me just say, like, I'm graceful on the show, but let's just say, like, there were parts of it that were graceful and there were parts of it that were not. You know, oh, right? there's, there's humanity. Of- <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was a huge—I mean, to just for our listeners— and not to put any pressure on you, but dun, dun, dun. <laughs> for there was our, a spotlight just then, guys. Just well, so you know, <laughs> literally. So, yeah, Larry, Larry, <laughs> can you put the spotlight on Grace? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, sugar. Um, you know the in the way in which we met, we all met through like an entrepreneurial program, so we all know your your ex as very well. Yeah, we all have individual relationships with him, and you as a couple 
from the outside seemed like the golden couple for so many people. Yeah. And it's just definitely like you had it. You you were like relationship goals for people. Yeah. So when I first heard the news that you guys were separating, it was so shocking. And it just really, and then getting to talk to you a bit more, you just never really know what's going on for people. And like what can look like, like your Instagram life, right? And then like the real (laughs) fucking world. Well, and I think like, isn't, isn't everybody's life both? Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, because it's not like what you saw isn't not true. Like, I, I actually can't even envisage a point where he's not my number one partner. Mm. And that doesn't mean that like, you know, intimate and, you know, like having sex or anything like that. But like, we have three amazing children together. Like, we're not, we're not breaking a family. We're transforming one. And in actual fact, I feel like if there is something to be honored in being that couple that everybody aspired to and looked up to, I feel like we're honoring that in this separation mm-hmm. because to be a couple that people aspire to is not to be a couple that end up 10 years further down the track from us, miserable, not liking each other, not doing the things that we wanted to do and showing our girls that that's how married life looks. Like for us, uh, we didn't anticipate that this was this would be what our partnership looks like going forward. But this is what our partnership looks like going forward. And lots of that stuff doesn't have to change. Like, he and I have always been phenomenal business partners, phenomenal co-parents, you know, like phenomenal drinking buddies, you know, like we'll put most of you under the table still, right? But so I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking about our listeners and like I know you and I know how you've gotten to this point. Yeah. But like let's let's You wanna go there? <laughs> let's let's get real a little bit. Yeah. The backstory looks a lot like loneliness and separation and intimacy issues and financial problems and uh promises broken and drowning under words that you don't speak to each other and you know, isolation. And then it looks like the kids are busy and you're doing a lot of life stuff and you forget about each other or you're, you think that everything's fine, but it's not. And you just ignore this kind of gnawing feeling that's inside you of like, for me, it was like, is this it? Is this like, you know, when you read Mm -hmm. and I'm not like a fantasy girl in terms of, uh, you know, like I expected, but like, I would, I would read these stories about these women who are just like, oh my God love of my life. Like I'm so open and trusting and honest and like everything's great. And I would just be like, ah, I don't know if, uh, mm, 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 interesting. So like for me, the journey really started because I didn't know how to answer the question, what was the life of my dreams? And I think for a large portion of my life, I had made what were deemed questionable decisions, especially in my like early twenties. <laughs> I can't look at me. She like, I'm straight up just fucking beeline for sugar. Yeah, when I was in my twenties. <laughs> well, because sugar, like listening to the show, like there's so much of how and where you're at that one I remember and love. Like you're doing it in a much, much more responsible, like <laughs> dignified way than I ever did. I'm dignified. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you we were doing a dignified episode today. But like distinguished. I, I looked Whatever. for different I don't know. I've looked for different things at different chapters of my life, right? Like when I got married, I wanted to I wanted somebody to make the decisions. I wanted someone who was strong and determined and was going to set the direction and so I didn't have to make decisions. Like it was dope, you know? Like <laughs> took care of everything, you know? Like just took care of everything. Right. You know, 16 years down the track, like I'm a different person and it's not that necessarily I don't think he's changed. I think he's still that same determined um charismatic 
empowered individual, but like my needs changed and I didn't even know what my needs were when I started. So like about three years ago, I really, and I mean, really over the last five, like a a very deep dive into like what actually does make me happy. Like moving around a lot as a kid, I think I became a good chameleon. I can show up any way that anyone wants, you know? And it's like, I didn't even know what type of food was my favorite food. Like it sounds Mm. super random, but like if you, if we were to sit here and you were like, well, I want to go for sushi and I didn't feel like sushi. I'd just be like, yeah, sure, let's go for sushi. Oh, shit. you can always find something you like. Yeah, that's, like that's I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not like, and it's like this weird form of people pleasing mm-hmm. and not being clear about what you like. So about two years ago, um, somebody asked me, like, what does the life of your dreams look like? And I was like, such a weird question, right? Because you think you know the answer. Right. <laughs> Especially when we've done a leadership program that really focuses on that. Yeah. It's all about that. Exactly. It's like creating the life of your dreams. <laughs> yeah, but I'm way more latched onto the leadership portion of that and giving it to everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, Which I like everybody else. Every time I'm like in a rut, you're the person I call. Oh, yeah. she's real good at that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, pull people out. Magic. But it was yeah. like that moment when I was like, my, 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 my life separate from mother, separate from business leader, separate from wife. And I think that's a really, I think you point to something for anyone out there who's never asked themselves that question. What does the life of my dreams look like? Is really important. Yeah. And, it's, and not like what it doesn't look like. Because that's what I did for a, right. long, a, long, right. a long portion, right? Yeah. Like it, it looked like what I didn't want it to be. You know what I mean? So when somebody would ask, what's the life of your dreams, Grace? It would always be about what I didn't want. Right. Mm. It wasn't actually so... And, and it's interesting because when you ask a person, because now I ask people, I'm like, well, what does the life of your dreams actually look like? And it's very hard for people to list things that they actually want. Like, I want to wake up every morning and do yoga and meditate. Like, I can say that now. Like, mm. they're actual things that I want to do in the morning, even though I hate meditating, right? Like, <laughs> masturbating, meditating. But... Which it's can like, also be meditation. It totally is. I, I have I have no no doubt about it. its magical properties. Um, but it was like little things like that that you just don't even have voice for. So if you don't have voice for it, then how do you know what it is that you're driving towards? And and for me, there was never that clarity. Like I wasn't like a kid who grew up and went, oh, I want to be a nurse. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were in over overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. So you're at this moment, you realize that you didn't know Yep. What the life of your dreams looked like. And it set you on this journey, right? Totally. And I also know, just because I know you, that it was a really long process for you to get to the point where you said, I want to separate. Can yeah. you can you talk can you touch on that a little bit? Like the actual point where that was? Yeah. And what yeah. did it take to get to that point? <laughs> to be like, wow, I've got three kids with this person and 16 years and moving from a different country. So one of the things that happened was 
the journey into the life of my dreams led to amazing things, new businesses, a lot of success for me personally, amazing friendships. And my marriage was never actually even on the agenda for something that I thought I even needed to look at because it was mostly good. And one of the things that you realize when you start looking at your life is that it's very easy to look at the shit that's going bad. So it's very easy to look at your business. It's very easy to look at your stuff. But like the stuff that's going reasonably well, we hardly ever look at it because it's fine. It's just fine. But fine sucks. Fine is unfulfilling and fine is not rewarding and fine is fine. It's something you don't even give consciousness to. So it's like it, it lives in the land of indifference. And so as things got better in my life and as things got more exciting and I got more into, you know, like crystals and (laughs) breath work and, you know, like really going down this like journey that like reminded me of being a kid and reminded me of like things that I had loved. And I started writing poetry again and I started journaling again and my business started blowing up again. The one area of my life that didn't move was my marriage. And I still felt unheard and I still felt not gotten and I still felt like my concerns were not a priority, you know. And I reached a point and it was literally just one day and there was no planning around it. And I was just like, I'm not having any fun and I don't want to be married if this is what it's going to be like. And I think that you and I are grown up enough to have a conversation that looks like what do we want to do for the next 10 years and see if that actually matches. But I was fed up with this. I was fed up with where we were ineffective. Um around like promises that we had made to the girls that we couldn't deliver on. I was fed up with not experiencing partnership in the way that I wanted. And for a long time, I didn't think I deserved the partnership that I thought, that you know, like I imagined. Mm. And partnership is such an interesting conversation because like what I thought I wanted was somebody to take care of me and handle stuff when we got married, right? right. And I thought like, and that was a total match, was like the best decision I've ever made um, and still is to this day. But partnership for me now looks incredibly different. And it looks a lot like communication and it looks a lot like honesty and it looks like raw, authentic. Like this is the place that I want to be able to be most me and be most gotten and be most heard about what, what's important to me. And that, that just wasn't there for me. And, and his experience was not that. His experience was that we were very close and that this was shocking to him. And it sent like, this year has been rough. Like I nursed a friend of ours through cancer, watching that process was like, I realized that like when you're on that deathbed, like that's you, like you're riding that ride alone and whatever you've done or haven't done in that moment, like in your life is on you. It gave me responsibility in a whole new way. And it was like, I'm sick of waiting for the life that I say I want, for the partnership that I say I want, for the relationship that I say I want. Um, And if I'm not going to be brave enough to change it and I lay on that bed and I'm going to regret this, then that's, that's really what spurred it through. And then there was all the shit around the kids, you know, like, are you damaging them? Like, is this going to hurt them? Is mm-hmm. this? And the answer is yes. Yes, it freaking does. You know, like, they don't have a choice in that. That sucks. Like, think about how much you like decisions that, you know, just get dumped on you, you know? Like, right. nobody wants that. Um, so it was difficult to reconcile that part of my brain with the overwhelming desire that like this wasn't the right place for me to be for this Mm. next chapter of my life. And ultimately, like what had that process click into place around the kids was I was like, I have three daughters and I don't want them to think that this is how their mother is. Because like my way of being is like naturally optimistic. And for most of this year, I was not. I didn't even want to really be at home. I I worked a lot. I traveled a lot. Um, I didn't really want to be around them because I was having so many problems in the marriage. 
And one, that just doesn't work for me. Like, I'm like, that doesn't work. And two, I was like, I don't want them to think that this is how a partnership, marriage, relationship looks like for them. I think that what if, if there's anything I want them left with out of it, it's that what you want, regardless of what anybody else thinks, is valid. Mm-hmm. And, and you get to fearlessly pursue that. So it's sugar here. And my parents were divorced when I was 11. So right about one of your little girl's age. And uh, as I've been in, so I'm 25 now, and then my marriage is a committed, non-monogamous, open marriage. I'm like still getting used to saying that. <laughs> and I love the clarity around it. But. Right, though? <laughs> What's super relevant right now is the piece about being a divorced child. Yeah. Because as I'm in my marriage, all that's showing up when there's hurt or miscommunication, um, I've experienced like a lot of hurt and uh, and really trauma. And I was getting to the source of it. What What is this? What is this? And this was like kind of in the post, right post play party, everybody, when I hosted a play party. This is like shortly after that, where I was like, why do I keep feeling so hurt? And I, I had these weird nightmares. I was getting up in the middle of the night, like same dream. And I was like, something is fucking here. And it finally hit me. And then Every time I get triggered, not just in my marriage, you guys, but in any conversation where I'm all of a sudden confronted, I have the same emotional experience. I'm covered in chills right now. Holy fuck. I have the same emotional experience I had the night that I heard my dad and mom breaking up with each other. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And what I got from this, because I experienced with my husband, like I experienced like— he met this girl at our play party and she's great. I had no idea they were going to like hit it off like that though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so she's great, I, but not that great. Yeah. But <laughs> she's awesome though. She's but she a, can fuck yeah. off. No, she <laughs> no, no. She's, she's amazing. She's kidding. amazing. <laughs> but it, it was, it was really uncomfortable for me because that was the first time that someone showed up where we weren't just at a play party anymore. This is after a play party. And I found out information after the fact. Now, it wasn't like he fucked her. It wasn't like anything you guys would want to kill my husband for. You'll still love him. It was little things Mm -hmm. like you didn't ask uh, if you could text her. Like, I knew they exchanged information. It was like little things like that. Like, can you ask me? And ultimately, what I got to the source of was that this whole thing that I feel feel with with my parents' divorce and that night and that like kind of trauma that stuck with me was boiled down to this one thing in my marriage— which was that I just didn't get to consent to something. Mm. I didn't have a chance to give consent to something. Like, y'all made a decision without me. And now I, get this, have to consent to this decision. What I realized is like, holy fuck, I have felt so impacted by people's decisions my whole life. Mm. And having to make them look good for their decisions, bad or good. And the cool thing is with that is that, it, you know, there's nothing wrong. Like my parents divorced, like I'm dope. I love myself. I love my life. Like more power to me. I think you have an advantage sometimes, depending on your parents. You can have an advantage in the world by being a child of divorced parents. So I don't want to like, you know, make it sound like this sad sorrow thing. It can actually be like a huge thing. You get two separate parents. You get all the attention from both sides. Like there's pros and cons. But the good thing is, is that your kid's mother is Grace and father is their father. And you're the coach for every person in this room. <laughs> and like so many of our friends and our lovers. And, and right. I hope that that can bring you something. It in, does. In reminding that like they, they get to choose it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and give consent to it every day. Yeah. And I think so many people and parents in particular resist 
the idea that they hurt their kids. And the interesting thing is, is like that hurt them, that that choice that we made for them and on behalf of our family hurt them. Like there is no taking it away. But guess what? I hurt them when I don't put Snickers bars in their lunchbox. And I hurt them when I, Mm -hmm. you know, like yell at them or I judge them or do something. So it's, it's an interesting conversation and probably one that will continue as the parents in this group, like have a conversation about it. But yeah, hurting, hurt can lead to uh, shape and beautiful things. Like that's a beautiful realization for you. Like, Mm. I love that for you, that you saw that. Well, and I love that hurt can shape what you just said, because what this is bringing up for me is when I was six years ago, when we met, when I was thinking of separating from my husband, you coached me. Oh, and shit. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and there is a choice, right? I I chose to throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what it was that I wanted because I, I actually didn't know either. And you encouraged me to discover that. And I was able to choose to be with my partner at the end. So can you talk about choice? in this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, what is it can that? Go right? One like, way or the other. Yeah, totally. If you come from the school of thought that you can manifest anything, right? Like, or, or, you know, you know, sex 3.0 is about like happiness, right? And, and how do we separate like attachment and commitment? And how do we know when the time is now, you know, like, how do we know when, you've played all the cards and the cards are like dealt and this is just what's there. And truthfully, I think that it's just you walk the path. Like I don't leave my marriage thinking that I left anything on the table and I don't think that um, there wasn't a thing that we didn't give it a go at, right? Like, and, and a long conversation, like, and when the time came for it to be complete, it was complete, right? right? And and that way that that completion showed up, like, is probably something I'll talk about in a different episode. But, like, it was very clear that this was, like, the defining moment. And for me, I just kept asking. So, and I do coach a lot of people. And, and one of the things that I love coaching them in is if, if the answer isn't clear, what you're seeking is more clarity. Like, what you're seeking is more clarity. Like, I don't know the clear path. Like, I feel like manifestation happens when you have, like, clarity around what it is you want. And that was the biggest discovery for me in this, like, what does this next chapter of my life look like? Given that I've had many, many happy chapters, you know, with him and together, what does this next chapter look like? And it doesn't look good. And I'm not sure what that is. And we, our brain wants us like neurosciencely, it just wants us to fill in the answers and it, and it will fill in like three, you know, like get back (laughs) together or divorce, you know, like they were the two. Like it was like right. together or divorce. Those are the only options. That's the only two. Like, but there's a whole spectrum of a world that's out there that can solve like a relationship, like issue come together. You know what I mean? Like even just in this room and the conversations that you guys have had, like think about the different ways you've redefined the relationships that you're in, left relationships that you've left. Mm-hmm. Like this is, uh, but I think that seeking clarity, like more clarity, more clarity, more clarity. And I know Lindsay, for you, like until that point was reached. And then it was like the same thing. Like once the clarity is in, then you know that it's time yeah. to go. Yes. And, or and it make the choice. Happen, or it's, make the it's choice. It's time to make the choice. And it, it is, doesn't yeah. and it doesn't happen without an entire community of people. Like right. I I shared with so many people. I got so many different coaching things. I, you know, like you can't coach people paths you haven't walked down yourself. So it's like 
all of those like things and all of the th- different things you try and like some of them were super effective and some of them bought like a lot of like it's not like every part of this was bad you know it was um and it was painful and just because i wear it well like that's something that i've trained myself to do but it doesn't mean it isn't heavy you yeah. know and it doesn't mean that it doesn't but there's a a commitment that i have to be and I think that's what I love about this podcast and why I'm so happy to be here for this season and, you know, um, Sex 3.0 is like, I think it's time for an elevated conversation about who we are in our relationships. And I think it's time for like a mass amount of healing. And I think it's time that like our sexual conversation becomes part of that because that is the core of like intimacy and relationships and creative energy and power. And, you know, the fact that, sugar is 25 and gets to complete things. Like that is an advanced conversation for humanity. And that's one that I'm super down to have and excited to be here for. So, and we are, thanks ladies. We're so excited to have you here and um, just thank you for being willing to come on here and share during a very vulnerable time and to be, and to be honest for, um, you know, we don't know who's out there right now listening that this is making a difference for, but I'm sure there is somebody out there who is going through a very similar thing. This is, this is real shit. This is real life. <laughs> you know, this season we're sharing about our real lives, you know, and um, I just thank you for being so candid and for being willing to share. And we're going to continue with you on your journey and, um, and throughout this. We're so excited to have you, Grace. Well, and it, it creates a beautiful space. You guys, have, I, I have heard more about you guys than I ever thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it yes. creates the freedom to be how we are. And transparency yeah. is what we're Absolutely. Well, thank you. And we love you. And welcome to the cast of Clit Talk. <laughs> and um, for all you Clitorati out there, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.